What's up, guys? Welcome back to the committee. Sorry for the long break. I know it's been a while since we've had an episode, uh, but honestly, there hasn't been too much going on uh, besides the expansion. However, now the season has finally started, and we have just had our first top 10 upset of the season as the Virginia Tech Hoagies have taken down North Carolina, Sam Howell and the boys, 17-10 to in Blacksburg. Um, overall, Virginia Tech pretty much controlled the game here. Howell made a uh, few too many mistakes, throwing three picks in his first game of the season, not really what Mac Brown was looking for for their uh, national title talk, uh, or at least playoff consideration. Of course, we can't expect him to win the conference, but we're expecting him to at least contend, and opening with a loss, uh, not a good look for the Tar Heels. Um, they still... Don't ha- they don't have to play Clemson, so a win for them. They're playing Notre Dame, but that's a non-conference, uh, so that could that would hurt them in the uh, playoff conversation in the loss there. But at least uh, it wouldn't be a conference loss this season. So, and we saw yesterday we saw Ohio State take down Minnesota on the road. Um, Ohio State didn't impress very much at all uh, to me. Stroud, of course, it was his first start, so you can't really expect too much. But he was shaky. Um, and the skill players really took that game over for them. Uh, Wilson and Olave are pretty cracked, so uh, it's that definitely helps Stroud out in his debut because um, although his numbers look pretty decent, uh, he didn't have a great game. Um, Ohio State's defense didn't look very good either. So so far from the top ten teams that have played, uh, not the best looks. Um, so let's talk about projecting the future. Tomorrow, uh, you guys have seen, I've posted it on the Snapchat, the committee, um, my game day predictions. So we've got the five best games of the week we got on there. Let's run through those real quick. All right, so at Camp Randall, we've got Penn State traveling to take on Wisconsin for the season opener. Um, we've got UW minus five and a half on the spread. I took them 27-20 there. Uh Honestly, I both of these teams are a little confusing. Um, I, I feel like you know ballpark work you're going to get from Wisconsin, uh, but Wisconsin has potential. Of course, some years they are near perfect uh, in terms of record, and other times they can falter a bit, go 8-4. Uh, I, I, I feel a pretty good season from Wisconsin, um, I think, in Mertz's second year. It should be a step up. Uh, as for Penn State, last year was pretty abysmal. Um, somehow, both Penn State and Michigan decided that they would forget how to play football and in the same conference, uh, in the same division, be the jokes of the year. Um, I'm not expecting that again from Penn State, uh, though it's going to be tough for them to go into a uh, an eager crowd at Camp Randall and win that game. So I got Wisconsin taking that one there. Uh, we got another Big Ten brawl at uh, Kinnick, Indiana, traveling to take on Iowa. Uh, this is another interesting one because Iowa, kind of like Wisconsin, um, it's just it's a a slow team with a good defense, and they have the potential to put up nice seasons. But again, they're not very explosive, not very scary. But they're good football teams. And I've got Indiana taking the win in this one by three. Um, 
I don't really know that Indiana is going to return to the form that they saw last year. Uh, they got Phoenix back, so that's good for them. They lost him for the last few games of last season. Uh, Coach Tom been doing a great job there. It seems that they have definitely had a culture shift. So I'm excited to see what they can turn out. Uh, I was favored by four in that one, and I've got Indiana taking the, uh, the game there, even at Kinnick. Um, but that should be a tight one. I, I just don't really trust Iowa to create enough, as we were just saying, enough explosion, enough offensive production to keep up there. Uh, Phoenix and Fry Fogle, I'm assuming we'll have a decent game there and take the slight win. Uh, next up, we've got one of our neutral site opening games. Um, this is one of the most interesting games of the of the week for sure. Um, but I can't say that I think it will be close. It is Alabama taking on Miami and Atlanta uh, at Mercedes-Benz. And Alabama's favored by 19 and a half here. So you know you're a pretty dominant team when you're taking on a top 15 team on a neutral site, and they're giving you 19 and a half. Uh, my score prediction that I put in, uh, 45-27. Um, we haven't seen Bryce Young start a game yet, but he's seen he saw action in plenty of games last year because of how dominant Bama was. And we, you think maybe you know what you're going to get from De'Aaron King and uh, Manny Diaz at Miami, but they're a team that has time and time again faltered when you expect more of them, uh, when you think it's it's their year, when you think they're going to break through. Um, I don't think this is the case, though, that I don't think I expect them to win this game. Bama has a very good track record of absolutely throttling ranked teams in these home in their not home in the neutral season kickoff games uh i don't really see it being too much different here honestly i'm hoping for a nice game i could see bama putting this one even further out of contention than i was predicting um because it's bama they don't they don't rebuild they reload uh the common saying and i think bryce young will be just fine they got plenty of weapons there um and as of now, they're my number one team. Of course, I didn't release my preseason rankings. Uh, we're not going to get into that because preseason rankings are stupid. But my top ten will be coming on Tuesday, so take a look in on that. Uh, two teams who did not see action in my top ten last year, but could be creeping in maybe with a nice showing tomorrow. Louisiana taking on Texas at DKR in Austin. Texas getting uh, favored 8.5 here. Uh, 3:30 on Fox. This one should be. This is going to be a very interesting game. Definitely going to have my eyes on it, and I know uh, everyone in Norman is going to be watching this game, hoping to see the Longhorns falter. Um, I see them pulling out barely here. Uh, I think it's hard to for a Group of Five team to replicate the success back-to-back years because of the lack of talent that they have, and I think Texas is going to overpower them with their talent. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's first game in charge, and they've decided to go with Hudson Card at quarterback, who um, was taken. It was a tough call between him and Casey Thompson, so I guess we'll see. Uh, a lot of the Longhorn fans like Casey Thompson after the Alamo Bowl performance, but Hudson Card's a good quarterback, um, but no experience here. If Louisiana can come out swinging, can come out bringing the same energy they brought last year, uh, you know, like 
how they took down Ohio, uh, Iowa State. Uh, Sunbelt put up a good performance against the Big 12 last year. Uh, I think they could push Texas on their heels, but I think Texas is going to slip out of this one and maybe uh, catch their breath and uh, wonder how they're going to beat the Sooners. Next up, we have got the game of the week, one of the best games of the entire season, perhaps. Unfortunately, has been riddled with a bit of injuries on both sides. Uh, Georgia just recently had Darnell Washington tight end and Tyke Smith safety go down. Uh, it's unfortunate for Georgia, as they already have George Pickens out, um, their top receiver. And even then... In my predictions, I've taken them by a field goal, because this one I got a—I really got a toss up here. Um, it's DJ Uyunglele, his first time being the starter to open up a season. Uh, obviously, we saw what he did last year against Notre Dame, um, where even though they didn't get the win, he put up a fantastic performance on a good defense, uh, threw for 400 yards plus, I believe. Um, so I think I don't think there's going to be too much of missteps there in terms of DJ's performance, but of course it's not Trevor Lawrence, and it's not. This is this is a game that Clemson really needs to win. They're both of these schools, Georgia and Clemson. They have easy easy schedules this year. Uh, past this game, um, Clemson's not playing Miami or North Carolina. So, I mean, leaves them really not much left to work with there in the ACC. So Clemson should absolutely breeze through the rest of their schedule. Um, and that's why I think that this is a big, a must-win for them. Because it's not that they would, at 12-1 and with a loss to Georgia, they'd probably still be able to make the playoff. But if we see, if the Pac-12 picks up their slack this year, if Oregon actually has a good year and goes 12-1 and and wins the title, um, if... Even Georgia can bounce back from a loss, or if Georgia were to beat them, and then you have Bama and Georgia in the SEC and A and M potentially. Um, you got Ohio State, you got Oklahoma, you got maybe Oregon, maybe USC is creeping in there. Uh, so I don't, I don't think Clemson is playing lightly with this game. I think they realize that they need to win this game, um, that it is important for them. And even with that being said, uh, same goes the other way, though. Uh, Georgia, they, they being in the SEC, it gives them a little more wiggle room, although I wouldn't. they're not the quality of Clemson, where you know Clemson's going to roll through their schedule. Uh, you, I, I would assume Georgia can, but that's not, a, that's not as solidified as what you would think about Clemson. So I've got Georgia here going 34-31. Uh, it's going to be, I would predict, a very tight game. Uh, Clemson favored by three. I, it's Really, I took Georgia here. I could see either team winning. Um, I'm hoping for a good game here in Charlotte. And it's going to be pretty crazy. And mostly Clemson fans, I'd assume. Uh, not going to be like a home game atmosphere completely, but it's going to be a majority Clemson. So we'll see what JT Daniels can uh, bring out there. And... This is a a very big game in terms of the playoff conversation. So uh, I don't need to tell you guys. You guys are gonna, you all are going to have your eyes on it. Six thirty on ABC. Everyone's going to be watching it. Uh, that's a big game right there. 
So rest, around the rest of the top 25, uh, let's get in and see what we got. We have got now in Norman, Tulane coming to take on the Sooners, uh, 11 a.m. kickoff. OU favored by 32 there. I don't think there's much to talk about this game. It's not going to be – shouldn't be close. Shouldn't be – it won't even give uh, Sooners – they're not going to gain much from this game. Um, and playing Western Carolina next week, not going to get anything from that either. Uh, so that's – I mean, that's a little disappointing. Uh, you'd like to – have at least a little competition to start it, but is what it is. Should be an easy win there. Oregon, week before playing Ohio State, they're taking on Fresno State, favored by 20. Again, Ducks should have no problem here uh, in Autzen. And this is, for them, This is it's a different situation because this is a complete tune-up. They should, I, I would assume, I would hope for their sake, uh, hopefully Cristobal drilled into their heads they got to come out in this game they got to come out of the gates fired up because they are going to columbus next week which is one of the toughest places to play in the country and even with ohio state i wouldn't consider their performance uh yesterday to be fantastic uh they're gonna clean that up they're gonna play better ball than that so the ducks are going to have to start it out with on a good note against fresno state Moving on, we've got the Bearcats of Cincinnati taking on Miami of Ohio. Uh, Bearcats here by 23 here. Um, and this is, we, we've still got the 14 playoff format, obviously. Some people think Cincinnati should have made it last year. I'm not one of those people. Um, but this year, I could possibly see a way Cincinnati could make the playoff uh, should they go undefeated, giving them wins over Indiana and Notre Dame. Um, they're bringing back a good amount. They're bringing back Desmond Ritter. Um, they're bringing back one of the best defenses in the country. Um, and it's really, it could be now or never for Fickle and the Bearcats. Um, if they want to prove a point and get a group of five team into the playoff, this is the year. Uh, I don't know if anyone else would be able to push that narrative, get in there until the playoff expands. So, Cincinnati's really got to take advantage of it. They have, uh, as usual, the American good conference, um, but they're going to have to get through that. It's not Power 5, obviously. Um, So as long as they can take down Notre Dame and Indiana, I think they'll be putting themselves in a good position, but can't falter anywhere else, of course. If you lose a game as a group of five team, you're not going to the playoff is what it is. Um Next team up, we got Iowa State taking on Northern Iowa. Iowa State should not take this one lightly considering they lost last year to a Louisiana team who at the time was not as highly considered as they are now. Um, although this should be a blowout here. Um, anything less would be a disappointment. Uh, where I think it's interesting because there's different views on Iowa State this year. Some people are predicting them to win the Big 12 and make the playoff, and some people think um, that last year was the the height of their team, the peak that they could reach. Uh, I'm sort of in the middle there. I don't necessarily see how. I, I don't know. I don't know that Iowa State could make the playoff. Um, they would really have to play lights out. 
they have a very bad track record against Oklahoma State. Um, they are going to have to go to Norman this year, and they still got to play Iowa. So they got a they got a tough a tough road ahead of them, and really to make the playoff as a Big Twelve team not named Oklahoma, you're going to have to likely beat Oklahoma twice. Um, so it's going to be a tough task for the Cyclones, but I'm excited to see what they can do this year. Um, Purdy kind of took a step back last year, uh, but with the emergence of Brees Hall, uh, who was the best back in the country last year, um, hopefully they will be able to uh, pick it up back on Purdy's end. Uh, he's got Kolar. He's got they've got a good good offense, good defense. He's a good all around team. Um, something wasn't talked about enough how they fired their special teams coordinator last year before the Louisiana game, then got scored on twice on special teams. Uh, I hope they don't make that same mistake this year while they're taking on Northern Iowa. Next game up, we got USC taking on San Jose State. I thought this game was happening yesterday. I don't know why. I got confused there. Uh, Clay Helton enters another year with the Trojans in which no one likes him. No, He has no support, really, and he's still there. Um, they've got Keaton Slovis. They've got Drake London. They should be having a nice explosive offense here this year and yet they're only favored by 14 against san jose state um this is another one of the teams really it's kind of the whole the the whole top crop of the pac-12 i don't i gotta wait and see i want to see what they can deliver um i don't know if usc could be i don't know if playoff talk is in their vicinity uh, but I think they definitely could be contending for the conference. Um, last year, they put up a, quote, undefeated season in the regular season, going 5-0, and whatever it was. They still couldn't win the conference, losing to a 3-2 and Oregon team. So it's definitely a year in which I would think for Helton to retain his job, they have to at least make the conference championship game, and I would expect that they should win that conference championship game Um if not to raise questions for Helton, they got to go to South Bend. They got to go uh, to Tempe. Um, besides that, their schedule's not too tough. They're not playing Oregon. They still got Utah, UCLA. It's not not a terrible road ahead of them. Uh, of course, Notre Dame, being a non-con, they can afford to lose that, I guess, for their Pac-12 hopes. But it is a make-or-break year, I would definitely say, for Clay Helton. Next up, we got FAU taking on Florida. Uh, the Gators coming off a tremendously terrible performance in the Cotton Bowl last year, uh, in which, of course, they didn't have a few starters playing in that game. Uh, no excuse, Dan Mullen. Sorry about that. Um, the Gators, I don't think, should have too high expectations this year. Um, I'm feeling 8-4, and 9-3 and three kind of year for them. Last year, keep in mind, was one of the best years in recent history in terms of the Florida Gators football program. And when you think back, you think they're better than their record was. But in the end of it all, they went 8-4. and four. If that 8-4, and four, with one of the best years they've had in a while, they had a Heisman finalist. They had Kyle Pitts, who was a monster of a human. They had a first-round receiver. This Florida team shouldn't be getting too much hype. They shouldn't. They're not they're not going to the title game, the conference title game. Um and it's they have the recruiting to 
get back to a level of that, but I don't think this is the year. Uh, I would definitely do want to see what Emory Jones can do, though, as the starter because I think the way that he fits into the system there, the way he's able to run the ball as well as pass the ball, will be interesting to see. Um, but again, Dan Mullen and the Gators could be expecting a bit of a drop-off year in terms of what they think. Because, again, even though they went 8-4 and four last year, I feel like in if you were to ask about the Kyle Trask Florida team in 10 years, everyone would say, oh, they probably won 10 games fairly easily, and that's not the case. Uh, next up, we got Washington taking on Montana. Not much to talk about here, as uh, Montana is not even... Uh, I don't even think they're an FCS team. Uh, again, bit of a tune-up here. Washington going to Ann Arbor next week. Um, they play a nighttime game there, and that will be very interesting to see because don't know really if I trust Washington don't know if I trust Michigan uh you know uh Michigan we won't be talking about them today because they are not ranked but the Huskies enter their second year with their new head coach after Peterson stepped down and last year what we saw was not much of a sample size of course the Pac-12 playing barely any games Uh, So, it'll be interesting to see what the Huskies can do. I think with their recruiting class that they pulled in, um, they're doing pretty well in terms of picking up quarterbacks. They are seemingly moving in the right direction. Uh, So, whether they can compete with the likes of Oregon and USC will be the question. Um, Next up, we have another one of last year's most interesting teams, Texas A&M. They're taking on Kent State. Uh, this game in particular is again like some of the a lot of these other games. It's irrelevant. Uh, they're going to blow out Kent State. But what we're really wanting to see here is the play of Haynes King, because if Haynes King can play at a level, let's if he were to play at a level that the Aggie fans think he could be his potential, uh, A&M could be a playoff team. But uh, what is often not considered is even though Kellen Mon was inconsistent and not liked by too many, he was a solid many-year starter for the Aggies, and it's not. It, it can't be expected to be just such a smooth transition to a redshirt freshman like King. Um, and if they can get. Of course, they have a fantastic running back room with uh, Spiller, a chain. Um, they've got good spill. They've got good skill players. Uh, they've got all the tools required. They've got a good defense, one of the best in the country. Really, it's up to can Jimbo and Haynes put together a good enough season at the quarterback position to lift them above what would be a good team. Because with average play from him. They would be a good team. They'd be pretty good. Probably 9-3, and 8-4. and four. Pretty good team, but not a scary team. Um, so that's really what we're going to be looking for there. Uh, unfortunately, though, as the last few games we have mentioned, no one's really going to be watching them because Georgia Clemson will be on. Uh, going out west to the Rose Bowl, 
where we have LSU taking on UCLA. And this game is a this is a pretty interesting one here. Uh, UCLA getting a decent amount of hype after blowing out Hawaii last week, uh, in which they had good performance all around. Running back Zach Charbonnet averaged, I think it was 20 yards a carry or something crazy, 16, 20 in that range. He didn't have many carries, but he made them count. Former Michigan player, sad to see. Uh, the Bruins aren't as good as what some people made them out to be. Uh, we got to keep in mind it was Hawaii, a very subpar program there. But the Tigers are interesting because we have just witnessed them go from one of the greatest college football teams in all of history to a team that lost by 40 to Auburn, and Auburn wasn't even good. Uh, They sucked last year. LSU was terrible, and they still managed to beat Florida. Um, They've got Max Johnson coming in at QB. Uh, from what I saw from him last year, I, I don't really love him. Uh, as it's as we've seen recently uh, in the past decade or so, LSU cannot find a quarterback. What is um, what's the the X? Like quarterback wise? No, no, no. All right, LSU cannot find a quarterback except Joe Burrow, obviously. Joe Burrow, uh, a pretty decent quarterback at LSU, I'd say. I think uh, consensus, he did a good job there. But uh, dating back to the Mettenberger years, LSU had a national title level team with a below average quarterback. If Max Johnson can play above average, if he can take some notes from Joey B, uh, the Tigers can be pretty good. But again, I really don't trust. Um, I don't trust LSU's quarterback play ever. Uh, even b- before Joe Burrow broke out in his 2018 season, I thought, I mean, yeah, he's okay, which he was. He wasn't great. He was okay. Didn't think you know there'd be much of him. Obviously, he proved me wrong. Could happen again here, but uh, no Joe Brady. Of course, as we saw last year, they were abysmal last year. They went 5-5. Five and five. They could have been worse. They were terrible. Uh, so to see if they can go in to the Rose Bowl, uh, the 20% full Rose Bowl, and take down the Bruins, it'll be interesting. It'll be a cool game, cool matchup, cool uniforms. Uh, so it'll be a good one to watch there in Pasadena. Uh, moving on to then what we have, the Sunday special. We've got Notre Dame heading on down to take Florida State on. Um Florida State, you you know, it's been the same, same for them the past few years. They haven't found their identity yet, and I don't know that this year will be the year that they find it. Uh, Notre Dame, moving on from Book, Ian Book now, as he moved on to the NFL. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in Jack Cohn, their new quarterback, former Wisconsin man. I watched him play at Wisconsin. He was not a very fluid quarterback and many people would consider Ian Book to be a game manager. Uh, I would say Ian Book compared to Cone is pretty flashy because from what I've seen of Cone, he is script, pen-to-paper game manager. Um, so I'd like to see what he can do there. It's going to be a fun game because it's Sunday night. Uh, 
so it's everyone's going to be watching it. It's going to be the only game on. So we're going to get a lot of eyes there on Notre Dame, of course, as that always happens. Uh, it is on ABC, though, not NBC, so that's fun. Um, maybe if Notre Dame would decide to join a conference for real, they could uh, pick up some production. They've had some good recruiting recently, though. I'll give that to them. So Florida State, too. Um, so that wraps up our week one preview for all of our ranked games. That's all the games we're going to be looking into this week. Um, my first set of rankings are going to be coming out on Tuesday. Uh, that is the plan. The top 10, after post week one top 10. Um, if you want to be updated on all the committee uh, news, all the rankings, all the score predictions, check me out on Snapchat, get on the private story, and we will have a good time over there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry about the long wait for this episode. And until next time, have a good one.